Hey, Poppy Song, we talked about this. We're boothing. Keep it lo-fi, keep it laid back. Put a little bit of that, uh-uh, uh with that tape hiss. All right. What's up? What's up? You're listening to the slurping of yours truly, y'all, y'all. Over the ethereal twang of the strangle-lines. Plucked by Matty Dub, a.k.a. Poppy Son, a.k.a. the lankiest but not the crankiest, a.k.a. the one with the six-string gun in a chamber full of strangers. Doc Street Daddies, the Litter Box Kings, Matt from Exercise, and it's yours truly, the illiterate, ignorant, well-read in the ways of snacks, tracks, and slaps, it's yours truly, y'all, y'all, you're listening to Booth, and this is episode four, we've made it, we've made it. But, you know, some people say we made it to the top of the mountain. No, 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 no. We have uh, gotten our shoes on at very best. Gotten our shoes on, laced up. And uh, I'm thinking about taking that first step. Because, baby, we got four zeros in front of the four here. So, you know, we're in this for the long haul. Hey, I might be limping and gimping, but I'm using all four paws. My tail might be standing in the mail. I might be slow as a snail. My best friend might be named Gail, but I'll regale you with tales of those without fail. This is your boy. Yo, yo. So we are Booth, and this is the world's first and only premier freestyle podcast. One of a kind. You are witnessing history. Because nobody's ever talked rhythmically over a track in front of a microphone before. Nay, I may be redundantly repeating myself once again, but we are the first podcast of this type. So what happens here is I will talk a little bit. If you choose to listen, we'll be chilling. We'll be boothing it up. At the end, I will kick a freestyle, kind of touching on some topics. And how I do that is uh, I stop, I edit the pod a little bit, and then I create these flashcards, which you can see on the... Ooh. Well, that wasn't satisfying for any parties involved. Half wet burp. (sighs) Yeah, that bang energy drink probably wants a refund on my gullet. Anyways, um, so I spit a freestyle. You can see that on the uh, Booth and Pod Instagram. uh, And I'll drop all the links in the show comments at the end. But let's get with it. So Friday, I woke up and I was feeling good. I was feeling so good. Too good, perhaps. You ever wake up suspicious? Pondering why there isn't that morning quandary? Your toes tucked in tight? Because I stay, I tuck myself in the bed as a guy who lives alone and has, you know, kind of been a bit of a loner. Got a lot of cool friends in cool places because we're such cool guys. But I live alone and I walk these lonely streets and Although my dreams aren't broken and there's no boulevard from here to there, I'm on a dirt road of solitude and boothing. 
And I tucked myself in and I woke up feeling like a bug in a rug. I was snug as a tug in a masseuse parlor. And I realized I felt maybe too good. You know, I'm a I'm a rough I'm a guy with rough mornings. I had a stretch where I slept through so many alarms, like every type, every volume, every tone pitch, every frequency. And it turns out going to, you know, metal core shows at the brewery in Raleigh from the age of like 14 to 18 and uh, having every emo band scream their worries into your eardrum as, uh, you know, your consciousness was twiddling them sticks on the rim shot of your fragile emotions turns out that doesn't generate the most uh receptive hearing and so i had a phase where i was sleeping through a lot of alarms now was i prescribed sleeping aids perhaps would i use them and sometimes take one and a half of the amount that i was prescribed by the doctor maybe would i then question why i was sleeping through my alarms well naturally would a logical conclusion be reached by a not so logical man maybe one day down the line such as now but that was not the time so i had to find an answer and of course self-control wasn't among them so i found this alarm clock the nuclear alarm clock you've seen it probably it's safe <laughs> it is shaped like a nagasaki warhead it's made to obliterate your rem cycle crush those warm fuzzies you have as you're tucked into the bed and rip you into the harsh realities of everyday life so i woke up friday feeling good maybe too good i felt well rested which is unusual because a good night of sleep for me is like six and a half hours and that's if i'm beast mode but honestly six hours and i know the research is bad especially for a guy in peak physical shape such as myself <laughs> to get not as much sleep as I need. But I felt so good. I felt good. I thought maybe even I'll feel a little better with a little bit more sleep. But the devil on my shoulder told me to take a peek. Take a peek at that Fitbit. And so I did. And I slept an hour over my regular wake-up time. Now... If I were any regular individual, this might mean the end of my clean streak for arriving to work on time. But lo and behold, I am a chronic warrior. I am the early bird finding the worm and then setting it free so as to avoid its consumption. I am that wake up call to the soul. And I like I work better in the morning, so I just like to get to work early. Then I don't got to be around people. Don't got to make small talk. Just got to throw on my headphones, throw on a silly goose pod, perhaps, and just get after it. So when I slept an hour late, turns out I was just right on time. But isn't that kind of weird? Woke up feeling good and I realized I had overslept. So went through the day, you know, it was okay. Uh, hit myself with that bird bath. My grandma used to call it something else, you know, but uh, I'm trying to keep this little SF SFW over here you know so hit myself a little birdie bird bath hopped in the shower hopped out it's kind of like a rare steak of cleanliness you know i just seared the pits and groins with a little bit of soap 
got sudded up. Skipped the shampoo since I had the amazing haircut that I spoke about on the last pod, you know. Made it to work, got through the day, no problems. Made it back. I was peeping that uh, mandolinian. Space Hunter show. Uh, That new Star Trek show on Disney+. Plus. And uh, and I was just, I was laid up. I had a blanket. I took a little nappy nap, you know. Truth be told, if I had a pacifier, I probably would have had that, that little, little silicon nip just hanging out my mouth because I was cozy. And then I get a, I get a text from my homegirl, Sally. She asked me if I'm going to the show. That can only mean one thing. Exercise. Yes, the band. You've been hearing bumps from, uh, you know, from one of the three-headed beasts. They were playing a show, and if you know anything about me, which you might, because if you're listening to this, you're probably a buddy of mine. You know I love me some exercise. So... I was ripped from my recliner. I threw the blanket to the wayside. Originally, I wasn't going to do anything, but a show's a show, and I got to go where I got to go. What was I going to do? So I made it to the show. Now, this is a meandering roundabout way. This is a spiraling road up a low hill in the southeastern plains of North Carolina, meant to give you a view of the finer things, the standing sand pit of the soul, so I made it out there, and it was cold, and it was wet. And my little 96, my little 96 four-door Cavalier, one-of-a-kind, white with the paint peeling, without the stereo that functions, without the trunk that opens, and without the back seat that's hitched to the trunk itself, that bad boy was zipping, and I was ready to rock. So uh, I'm not even going to name the venue that uh, Exercise is playing at. Because I don't think it's worth mentioning. I, they're kind of like the Voldemort of uh, venues. Except not powerful. Uh, and the only thing snake-like about it is the amount of hookahs in there. So we get there and they have a little fire pit out front. Which was cool. It was cozy. We are making you know small talk. Which uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm in the mood for that. And sometimes, you know... Small talk is like the the packaging, you know. Give me the chips. You know, it's a it's, small talk is like getting a a bag of takis delivered in a cardboard box, and the small talk is getting into the box. You're either ripping that tape or cutting it, getting into the bag, you know, and you start to seg from small talk into real talk, big talk, tall walking ball and talk. You get a whiff of them corn chips. And so I prefer to just bite down on a little morsel of conversation. Cut the packaging. Cut the superfluous gates that you got to jump over as you run from the social awkwardness that small talk attempts to avoid. And an individual walks up. Now, she appeared homeless and this woman was homeless and she came up 
and the temperature was dropping. And of course, um, she was trying to like sell this hat that still had tags on it from, um, you know, like Ross or something like that. Now I have a, I think I've mentioned this in a previous, the last pod actually, I have a bulbous head. Uh, I'm pretty sure like my grandfather might've just been one of them Roswellian ET type creatures. Man, I'm just so, so rude today. I'm sorry. My body's just fighting this bang. Probably shouldn't have drank it. But hey, I've never been one known for my good decision making. No, no, no. I'm here for a... Well, I'm here for a time. I don't know if it'll be good. I don't know if it'll be long. I don't know if my weaknesses will eventually turn into strengths. But she had a hat. Now, my big head is not a strength in this setting because she was seeking some sort of currency in return for the some sort of wares, some sort of hat. And, uh, <clears throat> ooh, wow, that heavy breathing. Hey, at least I, I'm influenced by the Thick Boy Nation when I get to hear uh, a little of that plus-size inhalation on the microphone. So she wanted money. I didn't have it, or I, I did, but I didn't want to give her money at that moment. But we were talking, and... Uh, and to the benefit of, I can't remember the name of, uh, it might, might have been Beth or something, but she engaged in conversation, whereas I, I'm a little standoffish with people that I don't know, so I wouldn't say much, but she kind of, you know, started talking on uh, the woman, she was needing like some money for, you know, whatever, she said she wanted a place to stay, and so I just say, hey, would you like a beer? And she's like, of course, you know, what do you want to drink? Well, whatever. So I go in, I'm holding a beer, rookie move. I ask for a beer. And the guy behind the counter is like, hey, uh," or he's the guy beside the guy. It's like, hey, who's it for? I'm like, "Uh, it's for a friend. He kind of like just gives me a look. He's like, well... Uh, she'll need, or not she'll, he said they'll, because, you know, capitalism encourages both genders to swill down their hard-earned moolah. So they'll need to bring their ID to me. So, all right, whatever. So I go out, and I'm trying to do a solid, and actually I was going to get like a craft beer, and then I decided, you know, I'm not balling uncontrollably, so I'll get the $3 tall peeber. But, uh, Voted America's Best in 1889. Milwaukee's Finest Pilsner. And so he follows me out. And he sees who was trying to get the beer. And I'm like, hey, well, you got to show him your ID. And I assume they have some sort of, um, like, antagonistic relationship. Because she's just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? And I'm just trying to be in the middle. I'm just like, hey, you know, just show, show him your ID. And I'll... You know, I'll buy you a beer. Now, slightly privileged because I know not everyone has identification, especially, you know, maybe somebody who's uh, disadvantaged, who is displaced. And so she just kind of doesn't say anything. And so I start to walk back in because I feel awkward after about 10 seconds of waiting. Because I was trying to be, I don't even want to say a good guy. I just, 
you know, I just I like to get someone a beer sometimes. And she happened to be uh, who my focus fell on. And so as I'm walking back in, and this is the whole roundabout way I go from uh, waking up warm and cozy, uh, shuffling into work right quick, and then into this event. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And then I'm like, uh, okay. And then he's just like, yeah, um, yeah, that's why I asked, buddy. And then he kind of looks around to the left. And he looks around to the right. And since he's a real tough guy, since he's a machismo charismo, since he's such a boss, he drops his voice down and he kind of leans into me and he says, yeah, um, let's not feed the strays. Really, man? Let's not feed the strays. Now, that's disgusting. It's reprehensible. That is all types of up. But I, I mean, I get it at some level, you know, and I didn't know, you know, I'm sure that woman kind of frequents that area because there's a clientele that might be apt to donate money and if you're inebriated you're probably a little more generous than usual or willing to throw a brewski her way but the strays really she's a person and if you just you know and that would have been bad enough but i would just i mean that that threw me off kilter and this guy kind of was you know it if i'm a seagull uh, he's a harsh breeze just ruffling my feathers because it's hard to mm, he's kind of like those uh capri sun commercials you remember those back in the, the golden 90s where uh you know there's an amorphous puddle that floats into extreme situations such as skateboarding or surfing or you know tech decking Poggin, pogo sticking, slap bracelet, and whatever it was. And then it's like Capri Sun, you know, you turn into Alex Mack, you become the ooze. Well, it's hard to pin him down, you know. I feel like if I would have attempted to pin him down in that moment, if I would have had something, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe I'm no better because I didn't say anything immediately to him because my ba- my my band. Yeah, my friend's band, my buddies, not just my friend's band, but my buddies were about to play music. And I loved seeing them, and I just wasn't, you know, my feathers were already ruffled. I was trying—I was just trying to fly the coop. I was just looking for, you know, bread in the park. I was trying to take a dip, maybe uh, catch some minnows, and just drink a little swill water. So I didn't say anything, and now I'm talking about it like a tough guy. But still, that wouldn't have been the sole thing that kind of bugged me out. See, the thing was, he didn't want me to feed the strays. But when two, well, definitely one, and maybe the other guy was just some sort of like anarcho scumpunk. But uh, when a more pale stray in his terminology when a whiter homeless person came into the establishment and didn't buy anything and just you know i i don't know if 
old boy was like nodding off or just catching a couple winks in a warm place. Probably the second. And who's the judgmental one now throwing that out? But the point is, there were two much shiftier individuals who looked a lot more like the guy at the door who were allowed into the establishment without any form of hassle. And, you know, I don't know how to put it, except if you're going to hate homeless people and call them strays, you know, you can't pick and choose. If you're going to be total swans and just stick it to the world, and you're going to be a Mac Diesel douchenot every day of the week. You can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to take Sundays off because those days start the best. And I guess I'll take Saturdays. And you know what? I also, I like days with the unsound that lead from O to N. So we'll take Saturday through Monday. But if you walk to my door on a Tuesday, it's Schnoz Diesel, Buck Wild, Hardy Brothers, Generation X, you know, wham, wham, V's to the groin area, WWE. It's NWO era Hollywood Hogan levels of machismo. It's Macho Man Randy Savage levels of Slim Jim all on that grill. But it just annoyed me. Now, here is here's where things get tricky because am I any better than that guy? Probably not. If homeless person came knocking on my door right now would i let him stay the night in my house no i wouldn't i gotta be honest i might throw him a little of that liquid bread i got some spare blankets sitting around might throw one of those but i'm not calling them stray animals and i'm not picking and choosing as to which homeless person is a lot of my establishment I don't know the backstory. I don't know if there's problems. But the point is, he the people he allowed in, there were two, these two guys. One, definitely, it wasn't, it's not like they were any different. You know, similar level of dress, similar level of cleanliness. And one of the dudes he let in, the guy just sat down, and he either was uh, taking a nap or nodding off. It was immediately after he went to the restroom. Now, he might have been dropping one of those Java logs that I mentioned in episode one. And he might have been alleviated of the compression of his lower test, lower testins. I was about to say lower testament, lower intestines. But don't play favorites. Now, this would have not even been worthy of mentioning on the pod because... It sucks, but it's not particularly interesting. But here's where things become something that I just don't want to play with. It's the end of the evening, and he comes up, and he gives exercise the money. He's the guy. He's like, donations for the band, donations for the band. He's standing at the door. He's ripping a hookah the whole time because he's super cool. He's got that iron hookah lung. He's got that mid-aughts, that early 2000 to... 2008 that 2004 to 2008 Lil Wayne mixtape era hookah shisha boss mode swagger he's blowing fat rings vape gods have nothing on the hookah god here but he brings the money now here's how you know you're chilling with uh 
just a band that loves to play. He gives um, Matt 18 bucks, and Matt's almost like, I almost feel bad for taking this. Now, if I were given $18, would I have hit the bricks and rejoiced and then probably pondered why I didn't make more money? Perhaps. Am I as legitimate of an artist as the fine Matt Matt Dan combination known as exercise? Uh, no. When I played music, would I play cover songs with my buddies that we got down pat for one good set and then just kind of rode out for a year and a half? Uh, yeah, that might have happened. And I love those times, but if somebody gave me $18, I'd be like, come on, man, that's hardly even gas. So here's here's the kicker. Here's where uh, brass tacks uh, hit the tires and just blow out the air pressure in my cool. So Matt's like, thanks. And he's like, you don't got to thank me, man. I don't even work here. What? what, what, what? Dude didn't even work at the venue. Now, hmm, hmm. Let's say hypothetically we're in a location in which animals are welcome. And there's an animal who is not home to such a place, but wanders into that place. Now, what would, hmm, what would I, hmm. Wanders into a place looking for warmth, or maybe some sick tugs of a gnarly hookah, bro. Now, hmm, what would I call that type of animal? Hmm, who just wandered into a location that wasn't really their home, but made it their home, or attempted to temporarily, as if they've run the stoop, as if they are the alpha individuals at the front door. What would I call, hmm, would it be a, a stray? <laughs> would it be a stray? Hmm. And then the perspective flips. Perhaps he was just trying to hold his territory down. Perhaps there can be one stray to rule them all, and this individual had chosen that he was the one in that day, in that moment, to work at that door. Perhaps he had an end with the bartender, and the bartender didn't want to take the money himself, and he knew he could just throw him a sick ripper of some hookah, and that little stray would dance, and the marionette would laugh, ha, 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 would laugh all the way to the bank. So, who's the stray now? Hmm. Now, don't get this twisted. My dog growing up, Lucky, he was a stray. And he was, you know, they, they say dog is man's best friend. No, I throw cats in there because cats are basically like dogs with a finely attuned sensibility for respecting personal space and increasing the adoration from afar. Because wanting makes the heart grow fonder. But, you know, maybe calling this guy a stray it's too much of a compliment because a stray can become your best friend. You can adopt a stray. You can take someone in. Maybe this guy's just a scummy person. Hmm. Hmm. That's just something to think about. And it's clearly just been sitting somewhere. Maybe my upper lip. Just the stank of this moment has just soaked my mustache. And every time I take a reflective sniff of my environment and choose to assess the situation and maneuver myself into a better smelling spot, a more 
ideal moment. Maybe it's just that stink of that scummy, scummy skis bag that's driving me a little further away. But enough of that. You know, I guess this doesn't really build anyone up, and I'm not really helping anyone at all. So this is the Thanksgiving episode, so, you know, buy that person that beer. Show a little humanity. Just because you can pay the rent doesn't mean you deserve to have a place to sleep. Just because you're working the door like some sort of troll with a club attached to a hookah hose, spinning the coals of your mind and blowing stank booty butt whiffing hookah shisha into the air doesn't mean you're any better than anyone else. And shoot, I might just be a steaming pile of garbage myself. Steaming if I'm lucky. Because that means there's a little decomposition going on. And where trash is composted, life might sprout. So as you go into Thanksgiving and you dread seeing that relative that you don't want to see, or dread being around those stores, around all those crazy people, or dread the holiday season in general because you might not have the currency you feel your loved ones deserve to uh, to have your love shown through the form of gifts. Just take a moment and realize, hey, this is going to pass. Before you know it, you're going to be wishing you had a vacation. As you're sitting at dinner and you're hearing, you know, political Charlie Brown teacher speak, you know, as you hear Bloomberg, as you stare into your phone, as you stroll through the gramosphere, as you tweet the feed and feed the tweet, as you rise to the beast of the occasion and find the perfect Snapchat filter to express yourself, just know this too will pass. And as you ruminate on a moment in the previous four days that may have perhaps threw a stank on your upper lip, which you smell every time you... Uh, Assess your situation. Just realize it'll wash out. And if you get a terrible tattoo on your face in the middle of a debaucherous evening of memories fragmented, erased, and reformulated, just know it'll probably stay there unless you get it removed. And that's why we're boothing. So let me cue up a little interlude music. I'm going to take some show notes. This is a pretty singularly focused episode, but that just really kind of annoyed the ever-loving tar out of me. So, uh, we'll see what I got. Boothin. And thank hey. you for tuning in to Boothin. Boothin. Hey. Boothin. Y'all, y'all. Boothin. Y'all, y'all. Boothin. Oh, no. Yeah, it's y'all, y'all. Boothin. Oh, y'all. Boothin. No, no. Wait a minute, well, I'm trying to get my bearings. You are right now gonna witness this history. The way I turn Clue into the candlestick murder mystery. They gonna tell me that I got the hot flow. Is it blistering? I woke up feeling good. Too good. Was it Listerine in my mental? As I clean the thoughts and get these cobwebs off my microphone, I'm trying to get something that can be bought. This is greatness. I'm approaching, man. Who am I kidding? I'm trying to... 
dust off my better sense of rhythm Snug as a bug in a rug Waking up pissed even if I understand The alarm clock that I hadn't set Hadn't missed, hadn't even tell me That I had the bliss But if ignorance is bliss Then that dude gave the son a kiss Elevating a proclamation I'll never go to another show at that station Unless my buddy's band exercises playing They gon' tell me that the three-piece proc Math rock is slaying They're jamming, they're slamming uh, Slamming like pogs But I ain't a guy And I ain't a dog And we ain't some strays And a dude at that door's gonna talk that trash But man, he ain't get paid Said I didn't work here Man, you don't work here Get out of town, dude I don't work here, I just work for the hookah. <laughs> I'm a garbage person, work the door and worse them. Even if you tell me that these people got me worse them, I'ma tell you who you can and can't buy a beer for. People gonna ask me what I do, I'm gonna pick up the beer off the damn floor. Wait until I rip this rhythmic people with my rhythmic flow. People at the door, they're gonna tell me straights they gotta go. But if the straight like me, then I guess I'm not offended. So I guess y'all, y'all is now on the defensive. Disgusting, reprehensible. The whole moment ain't forgettable. My lack of response in the moment's regrettable. They gonna have to ask me if I'm tested with the edible flow. Get you off of your toes. Wait until you get inside of your throat. I'm gonna sneak like I got you on my nose. What you gonna tell me how I couldn't go? How I couldn't buy a mo? Larry or Curly a beer. Wait until I get near. Uh, amorphous extreme puddle, I could not pin him down But they told me that I'm from the dirt, I'm well above the ground Six feet under, if you go deep enough, you'll get beneath me But I have to get these elbows off the noggin So bequeathed it with the booth and trois Booth and quad four They're gonna tell me that they want more They want more If I want the less, I lost my breath I tell you that I aced the test with a crib sheet beneath the mat the mat, the mat. Ooh. All right, and that was Boothin, episode 00004. Uh, I think I'm going to call this one Who's the Stray Now? Uh, thank you to Purposeless for the instrumental. Thank you to uh, Matt of Exercise for the intro music. And most importantly, Thank you for tuning in. So if you mess with this, if you think this might be something, you know, that your mom would enjoy or, you know, you've got like a an unhinged best friend you haven't spoken to since high school, but, you know, they're just a little weird, then uh, hit them in the inbox with a link to this. Um, Follow the socials. B-O-O-T-H-I-N underscore P-O-D. That's Boothin underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're a producer or any sort of uh, music maker or even just a content creator who wants to link up uh, and, you know, network, hit me at boothinpod at gmail.com. I'm going to let Purposeless drop that on us one last time. And until next Wednesday, keep on boothing.